Welcome to Way to Live, the holistic well-being podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Connolly, wishing you a good morning, afternoon, and evening from Austin, Texas. There are many aspects that make up one's life and the quality of it, which we call well-being. Humans experience health and wellness physically, mentally, emotionally, and socially. Our lifestyle, diets, relationships, environments, occupations, finances, communities, and spirituality all affect one's well-being. This holistic perspective of health is what we will dive into each week. Today, I'll be shining a light on the power of place and an organization who is influencing global change and implementing holistic well-being into their strategic guides, frameworks, and programs. Let's kick this first episode off, shall we? As a society and global community, we're battling a new pandemic that has thrown us into an emergency reaction mode and has completely shifted our way of living and working this year. In the fight against COVID-19, recovery, resiliency, prevention, and preparedness is being taken to new heights to protect our health, safety, and well-being. As businesses begin to reopen and people slowly start to reintegrate into their communities, I wanted to pose the question and start this podcast with, are we ready? Are we ready to welcome employees and guests into our places of business? Have business owners and building landlords implemented key health, safety, and wellness strategies to prepare for our return and prevent the spread of COVID-19 and future pandemic viruses? Have you sought education and insight from real estate and design professionals to enhance a building's air quality, rethink material and furniture choices, redesign floor plans and furniture layouts, sanitize and disinfect surfaces with safe cleaning agents, and lower stress and anxiety levels through design and nature? Have you thought beyond the immediate need for health and safety to promote a place for optimal well-being long-term? The International Well Building Institute, or IWBI, is a key leader in the global wellness movement within the commercial interior design industry. Since its inception over five years ago, the Well Building Standard quickly became a top industry rating system to measure, implement, and validate design and organizational strategies that enhance human well being within an interior environment, and beyond. Compared to other building rating systems, this is the first of its kind to adopt and integrate a more holistic approach to occupant health and wellness and focus on the overall human experience within a space. Well was developed over a course of six years by finding key scientific and medical academic research on human environmental health risk factors that affect our health through design, construction, facilities management, and 
organizational initiatives. The research and development process included expert peer reviews to validate its scientific, medical, and design credibility. The WELL community consists of a global network of faculty, members, site evaluators, and WELL-accredited professionals, also known as WELL-APs. As a health and wellness advocate, I was ecstatic to learn about WELL and jumped at the idea of becoming a WELL-AP nearly two years ago. As a WELL-AP, I'm a certified consultant who is able to assess the overall health and wellness of a building. WELL-APs have a better understanding of how a building is performing and how the interior environment affects its end users. Because the WELL building standard affects site selection, space programming, interior design, and building systems, it's best to hire a WELL-AP early on in a new building or renovation project. We are able to advise on optimal strategies and drive better business decisions that enhance human health and the overall experience, whether it be for employees, guests, students, or residents. To reach ideal building specifications to live, work, learn, eat, and entertain in, WELL incorporates concepts like air, water, light, movement, nourishment, thermal comfort, sound comfort, materials, mind, and community. Before I share some alarming facts about buildings and their impact on human health, let's talk about humans. I'm sure you've heard the comparative analysis between health and happiness. Backed by science, a healthy human is a happy one. We're more positive, productive, engaged, motivated, empowered, and the list goes on. Circling back to my concept of holistic health from the beginning of the episode, I want to focus on how humans experience health and wellness. Let's start with our physical health. Humans are made up of different body systems. These include cardiovascular, digestive, immune, muscular, skeletal, nervous, respiratory, reproductive, urinary, endocrine, which is related to our hormones, and integumentary, which consists of our hair, skin, and nails. So what harms the human body and these systems? Air pollutants, light pollutants, water contaminants, germs, fitness, diet, stress, quality of sleep, and ergonomics. These themes that I just listed carry into other aspects of our health and became the cornerstone of well and what they are trying to solve for. Now, let's dive into mental health. The anatomy and functions of the brain is quite fascinating. If you're a nerd like me, you'll enjoy this. The frontal lobe is the main control center and home of our personality. 
It controls basic things like motor skills and the ability to speak, but it also triggers emotions, reasoning, and problem-solving skills. This is where you'll hear people say if they're more left or right-brained. Left being more analytical and right being more emotional. The temporal lobe triggers our memory, hearing, and language skills. The parietal lobe taps into our senses, the ability to orient, and know left from right. The occipital lobe controls perception, vision, and color. Artists and designers, that's why you're so good at what you do. The cerebellum controls fine muscle control, coordination, and balance. And finally, the brainstem regulates body temperature and things like breathing, sneezing, and swallowing. Now, there are conditions like injuries and neurodegenerative illnesses that are out of our control, but many mental health conditions evolve from environmental and lifestyle factors, ranging from general mental health conditions to severe. So what do you think harms our mental health? Yep, it's those same themes I listed as harmful factors to our physical health. Air pollutants, light pollutants, water contaminants, fitness, diet, stress, and lack of quality sleep can all harm our brain and well-being. These elements cause headaches, nausea, dizziness, seizures, mood swings, appetite changes, problems with memory, sleeping, speech, and senses, motor coordination, brain tumors, anxiety, excessive stress, difficulty concentrating, depression, confusion, and hallucinations. Crazy stuff, right? Okay, emotional health. There's a wide spectrum of emotions we can experience, some more than others. There are positive ones like happiness, optimism, love, and trust. But there are also negative emotions like anger, fear, remorse, and long periods of sadness. The environmental and lifestyle factors mentioned in physical and mental health also affect our emotional health, like Those pollutants, fitness, diet, stress, and lack of quality sleep. However, relationships, occupations, finances, our communities, and spirituality all aid in establishing deep human connections and having a sense of purpose in life. This also greatly impacts our emotional health. Finally, social health something many of us have been lacking in these past few months during social distancing and COVID quarantine days. Social health can be defined as how we interact with others and form deeper human connections. It's important for us to socialize with family, friends, coworkers, and other people. When we socialize with others, it helps us know ourselves better. It feeds our innate desire to be around people and contributes to us feeling like we belong to desired communities. Our lifestyle, diets, relationships, 
environments, occupations, finances, communities, and spirituality all affect our social health. Focusing on our environment and lifestyle, interior design, pollutants, fitness, diet, stress, and lack of quality sleep affect whether or not we feel like being social or not. As you can see, everything in an environment can affect our mood, behavior, health, and happiness, whether you know it or not. The power of place is very real. Buildings play a major role in facilitating great and not so great things. If managed well, buildings can improve human health and wellness, foster connection and community, reduce our risk of contracting disease. If managed poorly, buildings can spread disease, weaken our immunities, damage our human body systems, cause serious illnesses, reduce productivity levels, and negatively affect our mental, emotional well-being. Okay, time for some facts. According to Well, indoor air quality can be two to five times worse than outdoor air. Chlorine, often found in drinking water, can cause serious health effects in excess amounts. However, drinking clean, filtered water increases our cognitive functions. Artificial lighting and computer screens affect your circadian rhythm, which affects your quality of sleep and how tired or awake you feel during the day. Disruptions to this rhythm are associated with obesity, diabetes, and depression. Uncomfortable temperatures contribute to low productivity levels. Acoustical discomfort is often linked to the overall level of dissatisfaction of a space. Poor ergonomics can lead to musculoskeletal disorders and significant productivity loss. Physical inactivity and a sedentary lifestyle are linked to obesity, diabetes, cardiovascular disease, depression, strokes, and forms of cancer. Poor diets are linked to a 66% increased risk of productivity loss, as well as obesity, diabetes, and cardiovascular disease. Exposure, exposure to hazardous material ingredients like VOCs, PCBs, lead, and asbestos can lead to serious respiratory issues, reproductive damage, and forms of cancer. Biophilia indoors and access to the outdoors and nature improve our happiness and well-being. Health amenities and programs can improve job satisfaction, well-being, and self-esteem, as well as our physical health. And nearly all environmental characteristics have a direct impact on your mental health in some way. Aware of the research statistics of how pollutants, contaminants, germs, diet, fitness, sleep, stress, ergonomics, and discomfort are affecting our health, well created their key concepts to improve human well-being in buildings and beyond. 
Interesting facts, right? But how as well solving for these issues and promoting human well-being in spaces? Let's dive into Wells' concepts and some key strategies so you can have concrete examples of the well-building standard. Air. So every building must have fundamental air quality, smoke-free environments, and effective ventilation. You can receive points for air quality monitoring, pollution infiltration management, and VOC control and mold and microbe control. Water. As a precondition, the building must provide fundamental water quality and control Legionella and other contaminants. Points are given for moisture management, promoting drinking water, and proper hand washing. Light. A building should have optimal visual lighting design and light exposure. The building can also install circadian lighting, glare control, and occupant control of lighting. Thermal comfort. This concept has to do with thermal performance, control, zoning, and of course, comfort. Sound comfort. This is about acoustic performance, sound masking, sound absorption, and impact noise management. Materials. The preconditions for every building is to have fundamental material precautions and hazardous material abatement. Points are given for proper and sustainable waste management, reduction of VOCs and hazardous materials, cleaning products and protocols, and material transparency. Movement. Having an active location site that promotes movement and an active lifestyle. It also promotes ergonomics, active commuter support, physical activity spaces or opportunities, and self-monitoring devices. Nourishment. A building or space must provide healthy eating choices and nutritional transparency. Clients can earn points for local food sourcing, being mindful to special diets, and promoting healthier eating through signage and design. Mind. Mental health promotion and access to nature is a basis for the mind concept. Within it, you can earn feature points by educating and supporting mental health, providing restorative spaces, supporting focus and quality sleep, and having an emergency response plan to things like COVID-19. And lastly, community. This concept is about involving multiple stakeholders throughout the process. An occupant survey must be completed as a way to integrate end user needs into the final design. An integrative design approach must be taken that includes the various project stakeholders. And the client must bring awareness to health and wellness in their community and world at large. Extra points are given for new parent support 
both maternal and paternal, civic and community engagement, and complete organizational transparency. There's so much more that is required to attain well certification, but I hope that gives you a better understanding of the well building standard and the concepts that come along with it. Excellent health is a win-win for both individuals and organizations. When a building is well certified, it brings tremendous value to human health, businesses, the economy, and planet. Well-certified buildings can reduce major human diseases and illnesses, deaths, healthcare costs, workforce productivity loss, and pollution and toxic materials from harming our planet's environment. Well-certified buildings can increase lifespans, employee performance, creativity and innovation, attraction and retention efforts, employee ROI, and opportunities for a circular economy, social equity, and justice. By learning and understanding how an environment affects your health, you can begin to make positive changes to your well-being by demanding higher levels of building standards in your home, at work, in schools, healthcare facilities, civic buildings, retail stores, and hospitality businesses. While I know many companies, industries, and small businesses have been financially impacted by the government stay-at-home orders over the past three months, I'm shocked to learn of the minimum requirements businesses need to reopen. This has become an ethically sticky situation. Do you sacrifice optimal human health conditions for businesses to dig themselves out of their financial burden to come out on top? Or do you let some businesses fall amidst the pandemic to prioritize human life and enhance our communities? In an ideal world, business and the economy prospers while human life thrives. While there's a million things to consider when reopening post-COVID-19, connect with a WellAP like myself to see if you're doing everything you can to reopen in the safest way possible that not only prevents against COVID-19 outbreaks, but creates a resilient building, road to recovery, and emergency preparedness before the next pandemic hits. Well is taking the industry by storm since its conception in 2014 by facilitating positive changes to our health, businesses, culture, and the planet. It's revolutionizing the way we approach building systems, interior design, company benefits, and the overall human experience in spaces. Most importantly, it has illuminated the importance of environmental decisions in optimizing interiors for humans to thrive, not just occupy. This is the mindset we need right now. We should be prioritizing human health and well-being within our buildings and beyond, and we should be doing it together. If you know of a business or organization struggling with how to reopen, they can look up my business's website at www.goodbusinessdesign.com. Check it out. It's real. I'm real. You can also give them my business email, 
chelsea at goodbusinessdesign.com or share this podcast with them. Prioritize your health by doing the following. Join the Well Movement at wellcertified.com. Connect with a Well AP like myself to learn more and enjoy the life-changing benefits of a well-certified building. Encourage your employers to reopen in the safest way possible to prioritize your well-being. And if you're still working from home and there's no reopen date in sight, make small steps towards a healthier home office environment, like having a task light at your desk, working near natural light, enabling circadian light settings on your computer screens, swapping your desk for a height adjustable one, having an appropriate eye level with computer screens, bringing plants and nature into the space, and installing air purifiers. I hope you all enjoyed my first episode and hopefully learned something new or became inspired by something I said. Next week is really exciting. I'll be interviewing the principal of Applied Research and Consulting from top furniture manufacturer, Steelcase. She'll be sharing insight into what the new normal might look like in corporate offices post-COVID-19, focusing on, of course, workplace wellness. Make sure to tune in for that. Well, it's been fun. If you found this podcast interesting, follow me on Instagram. The handle is Way to Live Podcast. Audio is great, but for my visual learners out there, like me, you can see photos, videos, and links to resources of the content I mention in each episode. For example, if you go to my Instagram now, you'll see photos of interior spaces designed with well concepts and images of optimal home office environments. I'm your host, Chelsea Connolly, signing off and wishing you a healthier and happier way to live.